passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Welcome to another edition of Spits and Suds. Thank you so much for supporting DFW's Top Stars podcast. 105.3 The Fan, I'm Gavin Spittle, and I'm joined by EP Ringside, Shap Shots, D Magazine, the name of his book, We Win Here. He's in a movie. He does it all. It's our NHL insider, Sean Shapiro. I love these Friday visits. How are you, Sean? I'm doing really well, man. It's uh, it's good. It's uh that's I appreciate the uh, the intros you give. I always love these. I, I love these Friday visits too. So it's uh, it's good to be on today, man. I love being your hype man. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> for those, I just wanted to highlight. Uh, I did get a couple of like, hey, you didn't do a Spits and Suds post game. Hey, thanks for uh, paying attention to that. Sometimes on Thursdays when there are Thursday night games, if I know I'm going to talk to Sean in the morning, it just you know it, I don't know if it's necessarily worth it. But more importantly, I watched that game and I said, I'm going to hold my opinion until we talk to Sean and we won't talk about it long. Um, but I wanted to get your thoughts, uh, Sean, on uh, on last night and then I'll give my thoughts. And then we got a lot of other cool stars topics to talk about. Yeah, so I, I went through and, and rewatched this one this morning or watched this one this morning because I didn't watch it live. So I went through watch this morning. Um, one of the beauties of watching the game the next morning is you can fast forward through commercials and get through it rather quickly. Um, and. This was, I mean, it was a stinker, call it, call a spade a spade. It was a stinker, but it was also like, it's one of those games where I I don't think the reaction um, I saw on social media and other places merited the moment of chaos, right? Like stars have lost a couple games in a row this week, right? I think they were the better team the two prior games of the week against in, in Boston and in, in New York. They got they got goalied. They go to Ottawa and had a rough night. They've had rough nights in Ottawa's for seven years. I think I sent you the clip. I mean, they've lost 
I, it's a weird like quirk in Stars history. Up until 2017, they were very good in Ottawa. They were 10, uh, 10-1 and 4 all time on the road in Ottawa. And that includes two games. And in 2017, Yuri Hoodler scores into his own net uh, in a game at Ottawa on a, on a delayed penalty. And since the Stars have been 0-7 and uh, have 0-7 in Ottawa, uh, it's just been it's been a weird place that the Stars have struggled. I was texting with our pal Robert Tiffin this morning. We were joking that maybe next morning skate in Ottawa, they should go find the exact spot where Yuri Hoodler did the drop pass into his own net and uh, like do like a seance or something like that to kind of <laughs> exercise the ghosts of Ottawa. But it's uh, to me, this game, it, it's, it's a sucky performance, but it's also to me, it's not a referendum on the season or something bigger at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Um, and I do appreciate this tweet that I got from uh, Jason Rosenbaum last night. I know we still have a third period to go, but, man, you were right about Ottawa being a problem for the Stars. Can't wait to hear the post game after the game. So we're bringing it to you now, and uh, I just think Ottawa is a bad matchup, and you still have to win those games, but mm-hmm. I've watched too many Ottawa-Dallas games and seen stylistically that I just don't think it's a good matchup. So I think... No matter what the situation, even if you get two points, Ottawa's going to, you know, bring their A game against you. And we saw that earlier in the year at the AAC where Ottawa Ottawa almost pulled off a, a win there. But let me just say this, Sean, and this is nothing like Pete DeBoer clearly stated after the game. From puck drop, we were not good. And mm-hmm. that he was very direct on the post game. And I appreciate that about the coach. Um, but I think sometimes people see the record and the team and the history, Sean, and they say, uh, that's a guaranteed two points. And and there's no and then there's no guaranteed right. two points in the NHL. Absolutely. None at all. Absolutely. And if you I, I just spits and suds listeners, if you got a second, just pull up Ottawa's roster and then tell me, would you want players like this? And I'm Pretty much saying, how many, Sean, do you think? Seven, eight, maybe nine players? I mean, if you're looking at a team, yeah. Like, you go through and you're like, okay, there's there's pieces there. Yeah, this is exactly. a team people thought was going to be a playoff team. Yes. Like, Brady Kachuk's going to be a top six guy for Team USA next year. Like, right. this is a, this is, there's some really good pieces in Ottawa. Yeah, and, um, and the thing that scared me also is when they played at the AAC, that was out without Thomas Shabbat. And mm-hmm. we see how effective he is, so... Um, I just, you know, I mean, listen, the stars needed to show up last night. And one of the things that bugs me about this team is, is I feel as though sometimes in that one dimension they have to me is elite in the NHL, their speed and their skill level. But to me, games like this, this is when I need a Yanni Gore. This is where I wish kind of Ty Delandry or somebody would just muck it up in front of the net. Similar to what happened on Monday in Boston, clearly uh, under you know underhanded as far as personnel is concerned. However, came out basic, hard checking, you know, deep forecheck really gave the Boston defensemen issues, and I love that because they changed their game due to the personnel on the ice. And sometimes you have to do that, and I just felt as though the stars kind of just went through the motions last night. Yeah, and it's an 82-game season. I mean, at the end of the day, the goal is 
not to win the president's trophy and be the regular season champion. Obviously, that's a nice thing if you do that. But the goal, it's it's an 82-game regular season, and it's a Thursday night in Ottawa. And it's... Let's let's be clear on something else too here, Gavin. For the Stars, obviously they're in a pretty hectic Central Division race and everything like that, and everything's uh, and. But for the Senators, they're a team that there's two driving, motivating factors happening with that group right now. First of all, they're second to last in the Eastern Conference. They're not good this year in the standings. They're not. Yep. But. There's a lot of the guys on that team that are it's kind of that spot where the switch has flipped, where they're playing for a lot of the guys on that team are playing for their next job. And whether that job is in Ottawa with the current coaching staff there and the team that's going through some changes or maybe for to impress someone else to get moved at the deadline. It's 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 not an excuse, but it's just a reality that I think sometimes we forget that there are human beings that play these hockey games. Yep. And for the Ottawa Senators last night, that game meant more to them than it did to the Dallas Stars. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not using that as an excuse. These they're both both teams are paid to play the game, but at the end of the day, the Ottawa Senators players there's so it's just like earlier this week. The Stars go into Boston and New York. Two games where I think the Stars were the better team, honestly, against Boston and New York. They just got goalied. If those two games flip the other way we're not talking about this ottawa game at all and we're just flushing it completely completely so yeah yeah that's how i that's how i look at this no, absolutely. I mean, there, there, there are larger arcing things we can talk about and we're going to yeah. have those conversations on this on this podcast as we go forward but like this this ottawa game to me this is not the referendum for a oh no oh no it's not going to work this year ah that's that's not what this is right yeah absolutely <laughs> and if you're an ottawa fan this drives you absolutely crazy what i'm about to say and just be glad your dallas stars aren't like this because at one time they were um they're just much more consistent than the roller coaster ride we used to be on yeah here it is beat in the battle of ontario beat the maple leafs beat the jackets all right we got some momentum then get smothered by the Ducks 5-1, to one. then lose to the Blackhawks 3-2, to two. and then they're going to Florida. Oh, yeah, we'll just beat the Lightning and then take the Panthers to overtime and then beat the Stars. I mean, you just don't know what Ottawa team shows up, but clearly they have the talent. And I don't mean to make it an Ottawa thing, but I'm just trying to tell Spitz and Suds listeners, you're right, it is just a game, and let's put it together for Carolina, and I'm glad Pete DeBoer Certainly, I'm sure he'll be on the boys, and uh, hopefully we see. I would love to see, because it's something you and I talk about, Sean, a fast start on Saturday night would be good to see. 100%. Yeah, 100%. yeah, absolutely. Okay, some cool things came up during the week, but I really haven't talked to you, Sean, since yeah. the injuries as far as. Take us behind the scenes. Do you feel as though the recent injuries changes the stars and Jim Nils philosophy with about two weeks left before the trade deadline, as far as pieces that need to be acquired. Um, so for me, I, I look at this where from the defensive side first, right? So the stars played a, a game this week on Monday um, between the injury to Yanni Hakeba and Nils Lundqvist. And then the uh, Mira Hishkinen, um being out Monday's game, they played a game with Derek Puya and Alex Petrovic in the lineup on Monday. And obviously um, Miro was back in the lineup on Tuesday and Thursday, but still 
you're looking at your depth has been hurt on defense. And we've talked on this show and before, and I, I really think the stars need to be in the Sean Walker, Chris Tanev discussions. I, I really think that's something, a path they need to be going down. Um, Cause we know, for example, like we said five seconds ago, we said, don't worry about the Ottawa senators or whatever, right? Like it's that's a team that, you, but we do know, for example, at the end of the line, at some point, you're going to run into Vegas. Vegas is going to make their move at the deadline. We've already, they've already, we know it's going to happen. They're always active at the deadline. To me, this is the space where, from the Stars' injury perspective, I think what's happened this week and looking around, I think it's more likely to push Jim Nill into making a move. Jim Nill is a very conservative manager in his moves. But he does like to make a move a season. If you if you if you really think about it, people say he doesn't do stuff. But like even last year, the, the trade flipping uh, uh, Dad Guriano for Dad and all, bringing in Max Domi, um, he doesn't like moving first round picks. And I think that's one of the reasons you're going to see the Stars being patient in how they approach this market. But I I do think the Stars will add a defenseman before the deadline. Um, I don't see how they don't, honestly. I think it's going to happen. We will, um, it'd be interesting to see what the price is and, and how they go about it. And I think that's kind of why there's been, everything's kind of slow playing right now because there's too many contenders. There's, there's frankly too many contenders. So there's like the, um, there's, if I'm a buyer, right? If I'm a seller right now, why am I going to, unless someone's going to blow me away with an offer, I'm just going to hold, 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 hold and see what happens. Yeah. So, I think the stars, the actions this week, looking around the league, I think they will. I believe they are in the market to go get a defenseman before the deadline. I think Tanev or Sean Walker is the right answer. Um, it might not be one of those guys. It might be another guy, but I do think they go and, and they make that move. Um, it's 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 funny because like I was in a conversation on, on, on Twitter about this before. People were like, oh, um, somebody brought up the... Um, there's a hypothetical trade on NHL network yesterday, um, where it was like, a Delandria and a second, um, with salary retained by Calgary for, for Tanev and, uh, Elliot Friedman said on the show that he has a hard time seeing the stars include Delandria and a rental. And I actually, um, I've actually heard similar things. Like I know the stars management, is very high on Delandria as part of as a cost controlled asset for the future that really works well. Whether you agree or not as a listener of that's the right approach or not, I'm not saying that's a, my opinion. I'm just saying this is the reality of how it is. And so I think the stars right now are in that spot where they have to take a hard look in the mirror of which pieces they're willing to bring to the table for trades. And I think this brings us to our, our next great point, Gavin, if I've done my segue in the right way here. Always. <laughs> Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well
as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. <laughs> so um, there was, and, and thanks to Spits and Suds listeners for your feedback. Um, love when you guys uh, hit us up on Twitter with questions or, you know, just want to kind of get into it with us. And uh, sad Dallas sports fan um, brought up this point. So Logan Stankoven's called up. And my first question is, is do you think that we should have seen Logan Stankoven? And second, Sean, um, sad Dallas sports fan and at BT2DR4. I wanted to give those two guys credit. So it is an interesting um, little debate that uh, I'm excited that you're going to clear up. There's one yeah. thing I've been curious about for a while is the attitude of players with the American Hockey League. With Stankoven getting the call from Dallas to join them in New York, will Maverick Bork get offended or upset because he was drafted earlier and has been in the AHL longer and let me just say dr4 uh kind of jumped in and said how is paying him ahl money compensating well relative to his nhl salary what am i missing same for Stankoven, and basically um you know kind of taking the philosophy that why shouldn't maverick bork be upset so wanted to give you the form i thought it was a really yeah. interesting discussion uh- yeah, so first off, quick reporting clarifier note that I don't think I've put anywhere, so this will be the first time it's out here on Spits and Suds. Yes. Um, I was in I was in New York on Tuesday um, when Logan Stankoven was called up, and I was legitimately curious about, I talked to Pete DeBoer about, I asked Pete the question of, when you say you have a game time decision, how often is it actually a game time decision, and how often are you? pardon my French here, doing it to fuck with the other team. Because I think that some teams do that, right? Like Bruce Boudreaux once told me famous, once told me that he didn't name his starting goalie because he thought it was funny to mess with us. That's what Bruce Boudreaux once told me. And Bruce (laughs) is great. But so I I, I was curious. Some coaches do that. They play the game. I was, I asked Pete DeBoer this after, um, and Pete told me, he said, this is something where I I believe him in, in this conversation. It was the fact where it's like, no, it, it truly, it's not a, said, his, Pete said the issue is we don't, the issue is not game time. The issue is the terminology. And this is an interesting perspective from DeBoer on this. The issue is the terminology because they aren't game time decisions. Rarely is it a decision that's made based off warmups. It's usually a decision made around 5.30 p.m., which is not game time, but it's also in that weird gap between 
morning skate and a between morning skate and a uh, and, and a game. And we don't talk to coaches during that time. We have no time in between for that, right? So you call it game time decision when really it's a 5.30 p.m. decision. At 11.30 a.m. on Tuesday, Stars didn't know whether Matt Duchesne was going to be able to play that night. Matt Duchesne and other players as well, a couple other ones who I, uh, I don't know which ones exactly, but another one was dealing with something as well. Uh, they went through tre- they went through the morning skate. They went through treatment. The trainers checked on them. The trainers double-checked on them. At 5.30-ish, Beat DeBoer gets his information about all of this, that they're cleared to play. That's an important thing I think we need to start applying to these quote-unquote game-time decisions when we use them because they're not game-time decisions. It's not like, oh, well, we're going to see what happens in warm-ups. These decisions are actually made at 5.30, but the coaches don't talk to anyone between 11.30 and the game. So that's important in context here. Um, that makes sense, right? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. perfect. Let's get on to, to Logan Stankoven versus Maverick Bork. Maverick Bork has no issue with Logan Stankoven being called up and vice versa. They happen to be great friends. They hang out quite a bit. Um, together, the two of them are one of the putting together one of the most dominant seasons maybe ever in the history of the AHL. They are doing something that's incredibly impressive. And one getting called up versus the other doesn't piss one off. It doesn't make, I mean, if it does, if anything, there's a little bit of like, okay, well, I've got to work harder to be ahead of that guy next time. That's it. There's no like, uh, no, they promised me this or I was drafted first or whatever. Like, that's not the case here. Um, if the Stars were a bad team, if the Dallas Stars were a bad team, there would be, maybe you could see the seeds of doubt where it's like, oh man, that team's not good. They could use me. It's not that case. Um, so I that's I want to address that. Where I don't, Maverick Bork is not upset that Logan Stankoven got called up. In fact, he was very happy for him, I'm sure. Um the the fact that someone else asked about like oh well Maverick Bork sees they see players from their their hockey their team Canada their hockey Canada teammates from prior already playing in the NHL that's got to hurt maybe but at the end of the day like everyone's path to the NHL is different I mean right now would you rather be a twenty something guy playing on a bad team? losing a lot of games right or would you rather be in maverick bork and logan stakeoven spot where you are gonna win some hardware this year they're probably gonna be league mvp and rookie of the year and honestly might win some actual hardware i mean this texas team could win a title let's not like this texas team is texas and milwaukee feel like they're on a collision course for me those two teams yeah and that run collision. by the way a calder cup playoff run asked jamie ben you know, yeah. when he was sent down, when he was young, that's important experience to play in those big time playoff games. Hundred percent. And the other thing too, for Logan Stago and Barry Bork and any stars prospect for that matter, when your time in the NHL comes, which it will come next year, you're stepping into a team where you're going to win hockey games in the NHL right away. There's a lot of guys they played with on Hockey Canada, like Connor Bedard, for example. Right, great player, tremendous. I don't know when he's going to play. I don't know when he's going to see the playoffs. Yeah. It's, it's a long, it's a long run there. Uh, so there's that financially speaking. I want to bring something else up too. Yes. They make 10 at, in at the current spot when they're in the AHL, they make 10 X. Sorry. When they're in the, the NHL, they effectively make 10 X what they make in the AHL right now. And so in theory, someone could be like, Oh, well they're, 
They're blocking me out. I'm not making as much money. If you want to look in the long run on this for the for Bork and Stankoven, there is actually, and I told I promised someone I would I would talk about this on the podcast this week. There is greater long-term earning potential, actually, in an ironic way for both of them by them burning as much of by them burning more of their ELC in the AHL. Because one of the things that happens, right? So when you go through and, and you're on an entry-level contract, when you come off that, when you come off that contract, um, you typically have, right? Your 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 t- teams will use your ELC against you in that first deal, whatever, right? Maverick Bork and Logan Stankoven would not have the same numbers in the NHL that they're having in the AHL right now. That's just the reality of it. They would be going through their lumps. They would be, there would be a learning curve. They would have seasons that were just okay. Just to be fair, that's just exactly what would happen. And then instead what's happened is they've gone through and they've had great AHL years. They're going to come up, have good years in the NHL. They're going to get off their entry level contract sooner um, they're going to get off their, sorry, not sooner, but they're going to get off their entry level contract and the stars are going to be in a weird spot where they are either going to have to offer them a more lucrative bridge deal, kind of one of those big deals to buy on their potential, or the player is going to be like, no, I want a short term deal to buy myself, um, to, to free agency. And you have to do this. Like, I, it's it's silly. I know that, and I could. I guess I could write this too. But it's just with Bork and Stankoven. The they the stars are going to benefit in the short term, in the twenty four twenty five season. Right, they're going to benefit from Maverick Bork and Logan Stankoven be on entry level under nine hundred thousand dollars salaries. Yeah. Same same thing with Stankoven for twenty five twenty six. Yeah. But if you're for those players they are going to cap be able to capitalize on it in the long run. Um, I, I know I've rambled around, but I, no, I hope some of this makes sense. No, so. it, it certainly does. And uh, got a, got a question uh, yesterday uh, that I also wanted to uh, highlight. Uh, let's see. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. I think it was... uh... Yes, uh, Crow Wi-Fi 
who uh, thank you so much for listening and supporting Spits and Suds. Has there ever been a time when the Stars' prospects have been this potentially good? And I want people to keep that in mind. I actually responded with the 2019-2020 Texas Stars. So they had two, in my opinion, non-trade conversation uh, prospects, Jake Ottinger and Jason Robertson. And, yeah, I thought thought that was... uh, that was it, and they also had Joel Hanley down there. So I thought that was a pretty Wait, good year for. Players. That's not Joel. You really just use Joel Hanley? I did. <laughs> I did not as a prospect, but I mean, I, I, I love Joel. I love Joel. No, but I like, know, wait, I you know. just used Joel Hanley? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Gavin, you sounded smart for a second, and then you screwed up. Let me finish what I said on the tweet. <laughs> Joel, <laughs> Joel Hanley was also in Texas at the time. While not a top-tier prospect, he's fought hard to have a solid NHL run. Should have finished the sentence, Gavin. <laughs> okay. I love Joel, but he's, he's yeah. 32, and he's absolutely great at what he does as yes. a 6-7 as a, as a, no, right. right. defenseman. Right. Anywho, okay. All right. All right. And to then- your point, okay, Robertson, Ottinger, Good points. Yeah. Um, the. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing at Joel Hanley. Um, and I love Joel. I like. He's a great I know guy. What you're saying. Um, the, the um, but on. But even with that, with Robertson Energy's pedigree, the Stars have never in Texas, at least, had two players, two prospects, do this and be this successful. We've seen the hype. And we've seen the production. We've never seen both, right? Like um, like Curtis McKenzie, right? Curtis McKenzie was the AHL Rookie of the Year. He had the production, but at the end of the day, the hype was never, well, Curtis McKenzie is going to be a top six NHL player. That was never really the belief. It was always like, okay, there was the production. We've had players with the hype. Robertson was good in the AHL, but he wasn't AHL MVP type numbers. Um so we've never seen this with Texas where you've had guys have both the production and the hype at the same time. And it's a joy to watch. Um, the, I mean, they are going to have long careers with the stars. This will be their final swan song with the Texas stars. Enjoy it. If you're in Cedar park, because these guys are going to be in Dallas next year. And at the end of the day, Stars prospect pool is really good right now. It's funny. Like another thing that came up this week, that's just like, you look at like the decisions you make and how things like don't pay out. Right. Like if, uh, if Liam Bixel doesn't go back to Sweden, he's playing in the NHL, right? Yes. I was going to bring that up. I know. Like, like amazing playing in the NHL right now. And maybe he could have done what done what Thomas Harley did. Yes. Last year. And maybe you don't need to add someone to that. Like, like Derek yes. Kuyas, a fine, a fine sixth, seventh defenseman. Fine. Yes, I Liam, totally Liam agree. Bixel, if he didn't go to Sweden, there's a potential where maybe you have your solution, and that's a whole nother thing. And that's obviously Bixel's a young kid. He and his agent made that decision. That's on them. But there are consequences and consequences for your actions and Liam Bixel would be in the NHL right now yeah. if not for going back to to, to Rogala. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. Great point. I was uh speaking to our friend 100 degree hockey about that as 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 yeah. a matter of fact. I just wanted to end with a quick laugh. Um so hilarious replay clarification from NHL referee Garrett Rank last night in St. Louis. Did you did you see this, Sean? I did not see this. Okay. This? Here here is Garrett Rank coming back onto the ice in St. Louis 
to clarify whether it's a goal or not. If he hits it with his stick above his head. You're not going to like it, but the call on the ice was correct. No goal. Oh, that's some good uh, description there from <laughs> Garrett Rank. Give me more Garrett Rank, Sean. Give me more Garrett Rank. I, I love that. I love that. I love when officials um, and people in this sport realize that this is an entertainment business. Yes. I love that. That's yes. great. It's one of those. And I've got a quick kind of official thing to want okay. to add to it. So. On Sunday, I was at the um, I was at the stadium series game on Sunday in New York, right, for the Rangers Islanders. And if it, if the uh, Artemi Panarin scores ten seconds into overtime, and there's a and there's a delay, right, and there's a there's there's a review of whether it's a good goal or not. Set eighty thousand people in the building. It's about sixty forty Rangers Islanders fans. One of the cooler moments I've ever seen for an official ruling on a play. 60, 80,000 people, probably 50,000, 55,000 Rangers fans, 35,000 Islanders fans. This game is either over or the Rangers have won. There's a review. The referee goes to center ice and says, "On and, and we have, and there's just a slight pause. And you know, this building is going to erupt one way or the other, because either the Rangers fans are going to go nuts because they won the game. Or the Islanders fans are going to go nuts because it's one of the rare neutral site things where no matter what, this building's about to erupt. And they announce it's a good goal. The building goes bonkers. Really cool moment. And I had no idea you were bringing that clip today. So that's a great way for us to, a uh, great synergy, my friend. Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely. Wow. I mean, you you saw a good one. And I'm so glad, you know, that, that game was talked about after. So uh, I love when a stadium series... Uh, game on television kind of catches a vibe and then the game itself pays off many people saying that was one of the better outdoor games they've seen so uh, Mm -hmm. that's terrific all right guys we got to let sean go but remember father's day not too far away so get your book we win here if your dad's a stars fan if he's a hockey fan he's gonna love this book gets very high ratings on amazon sean shapiro penned it himself Nice little forward from Texas Stars legend, not calling him a legend, Curtis McKenzie. And uh, also, you can support Sean through Shap Shots, uh, which is his sub stack. And Sean gives a lot of analytics through there and uh, his thoughts and some real good tidbits that I love seeing. And uh, you can also read him occasionally at D Magazine. And you can always follow him at Sean Shapiro. So he's got a lot going on. We yeah. love him as our. And- yeah. And let me let me add one thing. You do great on this, but since I actually have a bit of an update since I told people, so um, we should have from my uh, from my my rookie theatrical career. Yes, we should have we should have a direct to we should have direct to user on demand for the for the movie The Late Game that should be in about roughly two weeks. We don't have we're still waiting to hear on one. Uh, on our distribution platform just on to finalize the official date it will be available so in about roughly two weeks we'll have a a movie available and um i uh will make sure to get gavin a copy here before it comes out so we can hear his reviews of it on the on the the pod yes and then uh we'll also uh and i'm serious like so one of the things we're doing is we're trying to um, Jeffrey uh, Zucker, who's the executive producer. We obviously had Jeff Tyner, my good friend, who's the director on before the other Jeff on the project, the executive producer, Jeff. Um, 
we've been working on looking at like places we can bring screenings and everything like that. And I will tell people, um, I've bent Jeff's ear. We've got Dallas on the list. We're figuring out stuff. So if you're a rink or beer league or whatever, that's interested in wanting to help host or, or do something with, with a beer league hockey movie we're bringing to town. Um, please reach out to me because we're, we're looking at, we're starting to kind of figure out places to bring this movie out to the world. So yes, I, uh, I figured I'd, I'd throw that in since I did have an update on something. Yeah, no, I absolutely <laughs> love it. And uh, yeah, you and I will talk about, you know, getting the station involved as well, um, you know, to help promote it. Um, but, you know, the resume spits and says listeners, I got to be honest, it's just you and I, Sean's, I'm whispering. The resume's getting too big. I like start talking about all the things Sean's doing and then we're out of time at the podcast. So <laughs> he's just a busy man. But we love me, you, uh, and thank you. I, I'm busy, but let me also give a quick credit to uh, Gavin Spittle here, who does a great job of putting this and driving this together, and not just when I'm on it, putting getting all the post games shows to get doing all the post game shows, bringing the guests. Like, I think this is something where, um, from a hockey perspective in Dallas, one of the things that always people would always be like, "Hey, why don't more station? Why don't more people do this? Why don't do this?" and Gavin, you've gone and done, done and gone, gone and done, done and sorry, you did something. <laughs> you, <laughs> I can't speak right now. You did something using a platform, using using your platform with one of the larger radio stations in one of the larger cities in the United States, and you made hockey a priority through this project. And I think that's something where whenever anyone goes and talks about and says, "Hey, Dallas media doesn't care about hockey or whatever," like. I would hope that people quickly point to your efforts here because this has been kudos to you, my friend, on, Thank you. on making this what it has been. So. No, it fires me up. It fires me up when we get compliments, when someone says, hey, I listened to your podcast. Uh, you know, um, last Saturday night I was out at dinner and I'm wearing my Hartford Whalers jacket and uh, the hotel, I'm sorry, the restaurant manager comes up and how's everything? He goes, I just wanted to compliment you on your uh on your jacket. And I was like, Oh, thanks. I really appreciate it. Turns out he was a spits and suds listener. I love it. You know, th- things like that. We had a good hockey conversation. I don't think my date appreciated it, but you know, it was a good hockey conversation. nonetheless. So that's going to do it. You have to go my friend. And uh, thank you for joining us as you always do. And thank you for the compliment. I appreciate it. Sounds good. So we will be back tomorrow after Carolina to recap this road trip and talk about stars, hurricanes for Sean Shapiro. I'm Gavin Spittle. Thank you one and all for listening and supporting and growing spits and suds on 105.3 The Fan. Have a great day, everyone.